Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 196. You don't have to sit with uncomfortable feelings. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. So this episode was inspired by a thread on the Little School Big Change Graduate Forum, as so many of these episodes have been. (laughs) But this one in particular, um, it it was a longer thread, but or a longer question. But there was this one little question at the very end that that really just caught my attention and I, I wanted to speak to it more fully here. So the question, the initial question that was posted was from someone who had just graduated from the Little School of Big Change six-week course. Was So, you know, just finished the six-week course, uh, still pretty new to this. And she was saying that her binge eating habit was, it, it had gotten better through the course. Like she had seen a lot and the habit had shown a little movement. Um but now, a few weeks out from the course ending, it was it was at the worst it had ever been. So she's understandably really frustrated and confused and upset um, about the state of her habit. And at the very end of her thread or her question where she's talking about this, she said this. She said, I think my main issue is my unwillingness to sit with the uncomfortable thoughts and feelings in the moment but how do I get to the point where I can do that? So I think, first of all, you know, it it being her hunch that there's something about sitting with discomfort that's in the way here. I mean, that that makes perfect sense. And the fact that after all that she had shared, that that kind of came at the end. I think it's really about, I, I don't want to sit with feelings or I can't sit with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. I'm very inclined to listen to that, right? Because it's kind of coming from her. It's that's that's her hunch about there's there's something there that feels important. But it's this bit about I don't know, maybe it's just in how I heard it, but the question, but how do I get to the point where I can do that? It reminded me of so many people, so many people I've seen over the years, and me too, where we hear about something that's helpful, that's important, that's like uni- feels universally true, like our like our ability to be with discomfort. That feels universally important, right? I think you could, I mean, even people who couldn't care less about any of these sorts of topics that we explore here, I think you could probably go out on the streets and and ask a bunch of random people if the ability to be with discomfort has anything to do with habits or addictions. And I'm guessing most people sort of know that it does on some level. So that just feels right. It makes sense. We hear that, we're on to it. But then what happens is right away, our mind conceptualizes that and turns it into a task that it can try to manage. So I'm I'm not even, this is where I'm going to leave the question behind and the, the thread that was posted um, because I'm not saying that she was coming from this place. I have no idea really. Um, I kind of do now because we've talked about it on the forum, but, but that's besides the point, right? This isn't about one person. It, it's, 
it's seeing though how we get a whiff of something like, oh yeah, like, like if, if all, if no one were afraid of their experience, that alone would change the world. That feels so true. That feels so true. And that feels so relevant to being caught up in a habit that you feel completely out of control around and that just feels so painful and like it runs your life. It feels so relevant. And in an instant, a mind's job is to take that fuzzy, resonant sort of feeling and turn it into something that it can define and measure and work toward. And that has nothing to do with you or her or anyone like that. This is a mind's job. This is what a mind will do. So a mind will, will pick up on this and say, oh, okay, I got it. The task is sit with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. Now, again, we aren't, we aren't coming up with that task. Sometimes we're not even aware that that, that feels like the task, you know, but, but when you really look and when you really talk with people, almost always until we can kind of look at it and, and shine some light on it, that's happening. In one way or another, a mind has conceptualized something, turned, turned a, a, a truth or a good idea or something that resonates into a concrete concept and then has turned it, it has created a task to achieve that concept or that, you know, that, that goal that it has made this thing. So what I heard when I read that question and the question again, but how do I get to the point where I can do that? Meaning sit with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings was like, oh, this, this will lead someone to feel like their habit is at its worst. This will do that. If her mind has said, okay, the task here is to sit with discomfort, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how bad it feels, you're supposed to sit with it and be okay in that feeling. And then you'll be free of your habit. To the extent that her mind has said that, she's in trouble. <laughs> like, like it just makes perfect sense. That will make a habit worse. And I, and I, I want to talk about this and help you see why. So first of all, before I, before I get to the why, first of all, it's so important to see that this isn't a task. It's not something anyone can do. And I, and I know we've said this in probably every episode in various ways, you know, but when, when she sees thought and feeling differently, when she not even sees like in some knowledge intellect way when she when she sees herself differently and sees the sees the oneness in all things differently when this looks different there will be nothing to sit with and that does not mean that all discomfort will go away it doesn't mean that at all but it means there being this this thing to do this job to do this this discomfort that she has to sit with that will just look very, very, very different. That will no, it will no longer make sense that that is the task and that that is the way out of this at all. So it's always about seeing, always, 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 always about seeing things for what they are. And again, that doesn't mean everything is just smooth sailing from that moment forward, but it fundamentally changes everything. And of course it does, because that's what we're talking about. You 
you have a sea change, like you see things in a completely different way, how can that not fundamentally change everything? It has to. And and that doesn't mean your habit goes away overnight. It doesn't mean anything, but it has to fundamentally change everything when you fundamentally see everything differently. It's like putting on someone else's glasses. I mean, there's a whole new, a whole new vision available to you, a whole new reality out there. You you put on someone else's glasses, you cannot not see life differently. And that's really all we're talking about is we we see this thought thing, this what appears to be this thought thing, this feeling thing, this me thing, this habit thing with through new glasses, with fresh eyes in a new way. And it has to change everything. It just has to. So what is there to see? You know, like what's the, what's the seeing that takes place? What's the change? What's that fundamental sea change that takes place? I don't know. And this is where it's different for everyone. Yes and no. It's not different for everyone really. But, but words can't describe it because the way that everyone will describe it will be very different. And everyone's experience of it may be different. But I think we're all talking about the same thing. So what I mean by that is, and again, don't hang on my words here, hold this very loosely, but on some level, in some way, whether we would call it this or recognize it as this or not, I think we're coming to see that the everything that is arising is is okay. That Everything that arises is, it's not danger, red alert, run away. It's not some force from out there that's descending upon me in here. That separation goes away. It's not discomfort arising. It's energy arising and then labels that call it discomfort and and. And it's not happening to a me, although a mind is talking about it happening to a me, which makes it way more uncomfortable. So uh, there's some, again, there's no no way that I can see to kind of nail down exactly what is seen or woken up to or whatever, but there's like a whole pile of stuff and it all kind of comes back to, to, they all lead to the same things. There's a seeing that on some level, again, some sort of recognition often that these feelings that are happening are not happening to you. They are not some big evil outside force that, it, or in the thoughts as well, feelings and thoughts, any experience, any experience that occurs, that arises is not happening to you. And forever, <laughs> forever, our mind has been telling us that that's, how it, that's what's happening. This is happening to me, to me, to me, to me, to me. It's all about me. It's my feelings and my thoughts. And why are they happening to me and they aren't happening to you? And how come they're happening to me today when they weren't here yesterday? Forever, since about 18 months old, this this, this all experience, all energy has had this little hanger on, which is a story that says, this is happening to me. And when there's a this and a that and a me, that's just a recipe for disaster. Fear, separation, get it away from me, 
I need to sit with you. I need to accept you. I need to resist you. You shouldn't be here. All of that, 100% of that stems from this idea that it's some separate thing, that these feelings are some something that are not you. They are happening to you, but they are not you. And I think that's a lie. <laughs> that's not true. That's not, that's not it. It, it is you. And there, there is no separation. And it's all one thing. As many words as we have in whatever language you speak that will make everything seem separate, it's still all one thing. And the languages, every world language and all of the words are all that same one thing. Everything is that one thing. Every thought, every feeling, every idea of you, every little sensation, every label, every judgment, it is one energy. It is, it is life showing up in a variety of temporary life forms. Not even that, really. I mean... It's just life. <laughs> and then it just looks very varied. You know, it looks it looks like, oh my gosh, what amazing variety and what amazing separateness and distinction and uniqueness and how awesome is that? But it gets taken so far, especially when when the uniqueness, when when the one energy of life takes this unique form that looks like a me, and then things out there, unique things out there happen to a me. A mind can't just sit around and be okay with that. A mind, a mind created the me. Your mind created this idea of a me. And so it's going to go to battle all the time and try to protect its creation. And some things are okay for this me and some things are just are not. And it's never going to be any different. So those things better just quit showing up. <laughs> we better figure out how to change them or stop them or they just need to knock it off because it's not okay for this me, for all of these things to show up. And that's the experience that that we've all been in if if we aren't there right now. And it's a brain-created experience. It's a perceptual experience. It feels really true. And it and it's thought. It is not the bigger truth of things. It's what it means to think. It, it's what happens when we're identified with thought. So ultimately, there's something seen. Again, it may not even be like about separation and your when you repeat back your insights or you think about what you know. It, it may not have anything to do with those words or those ideas per se, but there is a sense of there is a sense of okay, the the boundaries aren't so aren't so fast and solid. Like maybe this is okay. Maybe I can't, even it, even early on, it might sound to people like, oh, I thought that feeling was completely unbearable, but, but, but maybe I can feel it. Maybe it's not so bad. All of that starts to, starts to erase a little bit all of these boundaries between this and that and what's happening to you and what's happening to me. And other times it goes in a different path. You know, other times it's seen that there is no me and that takes care of a bunch of this and there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just whatever it is. It shows up however it shows up. We we resonate with whatever we resonate with. But you can't sit with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings 
when you feel like they are some separate thing that's descending upon you. That's what our mind will turn into a task and it will not win ever. Like, and, and thankfully, it can't win that game because that wouldn't be good for you. Like if there is a true deep belief that this thing is dangerous, it's happening to me, it's, it's inherently uncomfortable, it's painful. We're, our design is too amazing. It's not going to let us be in all that. It's like, no, okay, if this is happening to you and it's, and it's dangerous and painful, we're not going there. And no amount of willpower is going to let you go there for very long. Some willpower will let you sit there through quite a bit of discomfort, but it's eventually it's, it, it shuts down. Eventually the, the ability to willpower through it goes away every single time. So I hope, I hope that makes some sense and, and is, is like allows us to kind of feel into the fact that there's nothing that happens to you. And so there's nothing that you need to fight or change or sit with or anything because there's nothing happening to you. There is... There is just this, and this energy, no matter how uncomfortable it feels, no matter these thoughts, no matter how disturbing they feel, they're you. And I don't mean you as in your little body and name, but, but it's, all, it's all the same one thing. Those, those feelings are life. Shame and rage and hatred, that's life too really destructive, physically and emotionally destructive habits and addictions. Yep, that's life too. And we'll we'll lose every time we try to fight it because it's life fighting life and it just doesn't work. But if we don't have to fight it, if we see it's, it's all this, it's all this same life showing up in different ways, not happening to or to anyone or because of anything, just what's occurring. Again, all those boundary starts, it's like I just keep picturing taking my, one of my kids' pencils from school and like just erasing the boundaries, erasing the me and the happening to and the this and the that. And everything starts to kind of meld together a little bit. And when we are one big soup with all the energy that's moving through, there is nothing to sit with because there literally is no thing that I have to sit with. But we feel it. And it and it isn't discomfort happening to me. It's life. And that, you know, we can think about it later and say, I loved that or I hated that. So it doesn't, I'm not saying it's always bliss or always feels amazing. But there is not that seemingly separate step, you know, of I have to sit with this. Those boundaries fade. And there's just this. There's just the this part. And that's not a task. That's something that hap- that cannot not happen as we see things differently. It just literally can't not happen that way as we come to see that this is all one energy anyway. So can you see how when sitting with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings is something we need to do, it's never going to work 
because here's a person, again, I'm not talking about the person who posted, but it's all of us. It was me for a long time. Here's a person on, on this person's mind is I have a habit. It's quiet now, but I know what happens later. It, it feels like a real live living thing, hanging out, hovering over somewhere. Some discom- something arises, some energy arises that the mind instantly says, this is discomfort and it's happening to me. And I know what happens when discomfort descends upon me, I do my habit. And this is not, this is not a, a human being thinking this through. This is a psychological process. This is a conditioned process. So we all know better. You, you may be in the thick of a habit and hear what I just said and say, I'm not sitting there thinking that. And you're 100% right. You're not sitting there thinking that. It happens. You aren't thinking anything because you don't exist. But it happens. It is a psychological process that happens where it's like, oh, no, can't feel this because I know what happens when I feel this. Oh my gosh, I lived in this for years trying to guard and protect my feelings because if I felt a certain way or saw a certain image or you know had a certain uncomfortable thought, it was going to lead to a binge, which is which was just a, a formula my mind was creating. It was like, you know, it was just my mind playing the match game. If these things happen, that thing happens. But I didn't know that. It just felt like a, it just felt inevitable. So there's so much management of thoughts and feelings and emotions that feels like it has to happen to protect us. So, so for a person in a habit, if you have a task, if your mind has given you a task of sitting with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings, you will feel that task over and over again. The only way you can kind of pass that task or, or beat that task is by using a whole lot of willpower. And again, that's just not going to get you very far because what happens is you feel uncomfortable, you feel overwhelmed, you feel checked out, you have absolutely no resources, uh, you know, about you anyway. And then your mind says, okay, now it's time to sit with this. Yay, let's sit down and hang out in this horrible, painful discomfort. And your health is too strong to let you do that. It's just, we're designed to thrive, to get out of pain, to move toward pleasure. It just won't work. Again, it can maybe work for a short period of time. We can put up with quite a bit of pain for an amount of time just through sheer willpower, but not for long. And it sure as heck is not a way to break a habit, not even close. It's a way to make a habit a lot stronger, actually. So that's what I felt for this amazing woman who I know has seen so much when she said, you know, she had had some freedom through the course and she had seen some things and now her habit was as bad as ever, worse than ever. And, and she knows she needs to just sit with the thoughts and feelings. That's like, like, yeah, that makes sense. If you're, if your mind is telling you this is your task to do and you fail at it, that looks like a horribly painful task and you continually fail at it. Well, that's going to make a habit a lot worse because because that extra hook is in there, you know, that extra thing on the to-do list. So I just think it's so huge to see this is not a task. We put on the different glasses. We have a sea change. We start to see things a little bit differently. And then that task does not look like a task anymore. 
and all kinds of things are felt and your mind can label them whatever it wants. It might call them discomfort. It might call them urges and cravings. Who cares what it calls them? But you come to see more and more, this is not some separate thing happening to me. This is me. This is all life. It's all the same thing. And when there's not a me that can be hurt by a feeling, all kinds of feelings are sat with. And that doesn't even feel like what happens. It's like all, all feelings just are. All, it's all, it all just comes to kind of meld together into this one soup that is not so dangerous and definitely not personal because who would it be personal to? And, and it's seen to be just life, just this, temporary, okay, moving, fluid, And that's when things really start to shift. After a very long, very virtual two years, the amazing Little School of Big Change live event is back. We'll gather in person from June 3rd to 5th in Chicago for two and a half days of connection, exploration, and a lot of hugs, laughter, and insights around this year's theme, which is life appearing as everything. I would love to gather and immerse in this conversation with you in person in Chicago in June. For full details and to save your seat with the early bird pricing, visit dramyjohnson.com slash LSBC Live 2022.